are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for Star Wars Visions Volume 2. My name is Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric, and all things Star Wars, it seems lately. Joining me for this Behind the Geeks episode, he's my fuzzy, lovable lump Lawrence. Oh, the Lumparoo has returned, and you're absolutely right, Nate. We are like just a hair line away from being an all Star Wars, Star podcast. Wars podcast, but uh, you know, uh, we we love it. It's May the fourth week, so uh, well, we got a lot of content Star Wars related to share mm-hmm. this week, and uh, I'm very excited to share today's interview. Yeah, man, it's it's going to be a good one. Before we 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 you know get to the interviews uh, or mm-hmm. interview, I guess, with multiple people. Yes. Um, I mean, listen, the people listening already know because they tapped on the thing. But listen, <laughs> just just bear with us for a second here. I want to know, Justin, before we dive into that, you know, we're talking about Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, volume 2 with Visions Volume 1, uh, you guys talk about it quite a bit in this interview, not to give anything away, but um, what is your favorite episode of Star Wars Visions Volume 1? I you know like this was a tough one because they were all so friggin' good and so good very much like volume 2 will which again the review is coming but we'll we'll discuss it all uh later but uh, it's got to be the duel um I think only because it really did set the tone for how uh this was going to be Star Wars done differently um mm-hmm. you know the marriage of the samurai story with the Star Wars lore, uh, as we know, that is the source of inspiration for Star Wars. So to see it brought to life in a black and white, you know, inky, painty sort of style that mm-hmm. was so traditional to Japanese anime, uh, it was just such a great foundation, a foundational start. Um, and then after that, you know, it just fires off, right? Like you're, you're getting all sorts of stories uh, with different anime styles uh, told. And I think that the follow-up to that, uh, number two, would probably be my second favorite, which would be Tatooine um, Rhapsody. Uh, which so was, different. It's such a, it's so a different. stark exactly. contrast, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, that's, and, and in those first two episodes, you really do see how this is so different from everything else we've got from Star Wars. But yeah, the duel, it sets the tone. I know it might be a cop-out because it's the first one, but realistically, <laughs> they're all my favorite. Like, honestly, so I, I I watched those last last time, um, I believe it was in 2021, when they came out. I, I think I watched those like three or four times through just because they were so good. So good. Um, For me, I'm going to go with The Village Bride. Uh, I think yeah, it's incredible. Did, yeah, you, you said that in the. Did I say that in, the, in our review? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Village Bride, like even just the poster work. That if you look it up on the on, yeah. uh, on the Star Wars wikis and everything, like absolutely phenomenal. I think it's just the the lush forest, the way that they 
showed a master apprentice story but at the same time they brought in like the the local culture uh and showing sort of the traditions of that culture and just how the force is kind of imbued uh within every aspect of that planet uh is so good and just the moment when she just freaking she just has her jet boots and just slashes through it's just it's absolutely phenomenal if you haven't watched star wars visions volume one Please what are go you doing? do so. What are you doing? What are you doing listening to this? Go watch that and then go watch uh, Visions Volume 2 uh, once it comes out. Justin, who the heck did you get a chance to speak to from Star Wars Visions Volume 2? Well, dude, I am like humbled uh, at the opportunity of who we got to talk to. Uh, yeah, f- we are talking to the executive producing team behind Star Wars Visions. That's James Waugh, Jackie Lopez, and Josh Rhymes. Now, I got some details about the each of these people because I just want our listeners to know the breadth of work that they have touched upon. So sure. first, James Waugh is a senior vice president of franchise content and strategy at Lucasfilm. Now, he oversees basically the content teams and has been a member of the Star Wars Creative Brain Trust since 2016. And his professional passion lies in building intellectual property through compelling narrative and the experiential content across the platform. Waugh currently leads narrative development and creative strategy across the franchise lines uh, of business, including franchise animation, video games, theme parks, publishing, immersive entertainment, consumer products, and digital online content initiatives. So he has his hands in a lot of different Star Wars content. He's doing it all. And, you know, some of that content, you know, just to kind of be a little more specific, we're talking Rogue One, Solo, The Last Jedi, The Rise of the Skywalker, including The Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Book of Boba Fett, Star wow. Wars Resistance, Star Wars Rebels, Clone Wars, The Bad Batch. If it's Star Wars, he's touched it. He's even worked on Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Vader Immortal. Uh, he has spearheaded the initiatives uh, for StarWarsKids.com and, and is providing ongoing stewardship for the High Republic, uh, which is obviously, as we know, Star Wars' uh, sort of first fictional era since Disney's acquisition. So he's a big deal. He is, you know, he has a lot of knowledge. His hands is in it. So, but that's only one of the three executive producers. I also had a chance to chat with Jackie Lopez, who is vice president of franchise productions. She started out in ILM in in 2008 and kind of shuffled around the company. But due to her love for animation, Lopez moved over to Lucasfilm Animation in 2015, where she oversaw productions for the Emmy-nominated series Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Resistance, The Clone Wars, as well as the Lego Star Wars, The Freemaker Adventures. most more recently, though, she was executive producer on the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special and Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Uh, she was also the producer on the Disney Gallery, uh, uh, the Star Wars Mandalorian Season 2, so the oh, cool. making of that. So that's really cool. She was kind of part of that documentary uh, part. So she's another who has her hands in all things Star Wars. And then finally... Josh Rhymes is vice president of animation development and production who has worked on several Star Wars projects like The Bad Batch, The Clone Wars, Resistance, Rebels. Josh has also produced the flagship series of shorts Galaxy of Adventures, which are dope. They are so dope. Uh, they're from the Star Wars Kids uh, YouTube channel. And he continues to develop and executive produce short form series for the channel uh, like Galaxy of Creatures. So we have 
on the show today three huge influential producers, creatives at Lucasfilm that are executive producers to the Star Wars Visions Volume 1 and Volume 2. But really, at the end of the day, they're working on all things Star Wars, primarily animated, which Mm -hmm. if you know who we are, we love Star Wars animated (laughs) content. Uh, So this was a real blessing. And and again, a huge, huge thanks to uh, our friends at Disney Studios Canada and Disney Plus Canada, just for setting this all up. And I really appreciate the opportunity given to sit down because whoever we can talk to is so great. But to talk to the creative minds that are pioneering Star Wars visions, which in my opinion is probably some of the best Star Wars content to come out of Lucasfilm, some of the most forward-thinking Star Wars that we've we've seen uh, with animation, it was an absolute delight. So I can't wait to share this interview with our listeners. Well, I can't wait. Either, Justin, I'm actually getting a vision right now that we should probably just let our listeners... animated? (laughs) It's animated. It's beautiful. It's actually beautiful. Uh, Or I'm just delirious and I'm losing it. Uh, But without further ado, please enjoy our interview with executive producers James Waugh, Jackie Lopez, and Josh Rimes. Hello, James, Jackie, and Josh. Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin so I guess that makes me the fourth J in this group, uh, which is absolutely. <laughs> How, are... <laughs> How are we all doing today? Great. Great. Very well. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I am very excited to be talking to you guys about this fantastic follow-up to Star Wars Visions with Volume 2. I can't begin to tell you guys how much I loved Volume 1 and I adored Volume 2. It oh, continues yeah. to show how Star Wars is made stronger with new voices to tell new stories and showcasing the beauty and diversity of cultures with animation in a vast galaxy. It is just a huge, huge win for, for Star Wars. So I, I absolutely adore it. Um, the world to us, by the way, and truly we, we put our heart and soul into this, this project. So that means a lot to hear. Well, that's, that's great. And actually my first question is, is for you, James, I know we're talking about volume two and, and this is my first time chatting with you guys. I kind of want to rewind the clock here for a bit. And, and just kind of get a walkthrough of like, how did the origins of Star Wars Visions come to be? And how did the success of Volume 1 influence the decision to create a Volume 2? Yeah, well, it, 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 it honestly comes from passion. I mean, I think we all love the, we love animation. For all the yes. way up to, the, to Kathy Kennedy on, she has a deep passion for animation and her, you know, you can see that in her, her love of uh, Studio Ghibli and, and being instrumental in bringing Ghibli works um, to the West. Um, and so it was something that, you know, we, she had a big passion for. We loved the work that was happening in, in Japan. And uh, I, we were definitely in a place of always re- using the same reference points and seeing who was watching what, um, because there's such fantastic craftsmen over there, um, but also the animation world at, at large. And so there was early talks about how could we expand the, the canvas of Star Wars animation? What could it look like through other perspectives? And this was just around the time Disney Plus was coming online. Um, and it allowed us to have a new distribution platform that could try things in different formats. So mm-hmm. the idea of an anthology really wasn't something that we really had the the distribution methodology for uh, before doing shorts. Um, and so we really saw this as, a, as an opportunity to, to finally, let, let's do, 
let's do this. Let's let's get other voices to come into Star Wars and then see what it, it would look like in the animated form. Um, the thing that really unlocked it, though, is the more we talked to Japanese studios that we loved and admired, their, we, their process is very specific and they're just such master craftsmen. The idea of coming to them and, and changing their process, we felt fundamentally would change the quality of, of the artistry they do. Mm -hmm. uh, so we really looked back and wanted to get a sense of what would be a right framework that would allow for them to come in with the unexpected things like the duel that were really a celebration of cinema and mm -hmm. animation and you know black and white Kurosawa film using uh, Star Wars elements. You couldn't get that trying to say, tell a story that was part of the ongoing legacy and the, and the timeline. Um, and so visions felt to us like an appropriate framework that could orient the audience and really give creatives the ability to work within a very a process that could tell their stories. And so that, that's how it all started. Yeah. Um, we were over the moon by the success of the first volume. Um, yeah. We all believed in it throughout um, and, and really thought it was good. And then we were unbelievably happy to see the result. And so that gave us license in many ways to say, like, this can go on and there's yes. a them for this. And that this expression of Star Wars is very clearly curated as visions and, and people would like to see what this could be. Um, with volume one, the other thing that was really interesting about the development process is that we were looking and engaging with these different creators. So many of them looked at Star Wars in a very different way or the different elements of Star Wars resonated with them. Their own cultural context really led to the storytelling that they were they were rendering. Um, and so ultimately we decided, we realized there's just such a global renaissance happening now with animation. Yeah. We There's so many studios we love, so many like, you know, studios that are, are just really playing with new methodologies of animation and that we felt Let's see if that same idea of the of a cultural perspective shining through the lens of Star Wars could apply globally. And mm -hmm. what what could we possibly get from all these different countries and different creators um, who were shaped by different environments um, and had Star Wars meaning different things to different cultures. And um, we could not be more pleased by the work yeah. we have gotten. Yeah, no, it's it really does show that there's a marriage between the the themes from Star Wars and, and individual cultures that marry so well and showcase in all of these shorts from volume one into into volume two as well. Um, but specifically with volume two, my, my next question is is gonna be for Jackie and Josh. So feel free to share. But the volume two, we're we're seeing new stories on a global scale, like you were mentioning, James. And you know, we got Chile, we got India, we got South Africa to 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 name a few, which is incredible. I wanted to know as producers, what do you look for when selecting animation studios to work with? And what's the process with identifying these studios and collaborating with them? I think James, you were kind of alluding to that, you know, letting them kind of have a sense of freedom with it to a certain degree. Yeah, I think that um, we all had, you know, I think Cartoon and Saloon and Aardman were really easy choices. We all are big fans mm -hmm. of the work and the stories they tell. So um, we all were in agreement on that. And luckily they had room in their pipeline to, to, um, to do this for us, with us. And then we also wanted to make sure we had a a global representation of studios and styles. 
So we tried to hit as many continents as we could. Right. And, you know, some we had pre-existing relationships like with Rodrigo Blas. We love his, um, he's kind of an animation visionary and we wanted to work with him. 88 pictures in India. We definitely wanted India represented. Um, it, you know, and the rest was just doing a lot of research and getting all our favorite, um, some pieces of animation that we've been fans of for years or stu what studios are doing now. And uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, fun, not easy, but lots of fun. For sure. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like a process. Yeah. yeah, and also we wanted 2D, we wanted 3D, we wanted stop motion. We wanted sort yeah. of a showcase of global animation as it is today. Correct. Yeah, and then once we start having the conversation, it, it becomes a very organic sort of discussion about Star Wars and 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 what is important to them. And and we often hear, you know, some studios you hear sort of one pitch or one idea they're very passionate about. Sometimes you hear from different creators within the studio, and we talk through multiple ideas. Um, but ultimately, like you know, they all all these come straight from the heart. All the, the ideas that we resonate and sort of decide to to make with these studios really come from a personal space um, from the writer and director. Um, and we try to cultivate that along the way. And, you know, we try to encourage them to think in terms of new characters, new worlds. Um, and usually they're bringing that to us anyway. They, they want to they want to sort of expand the palette of Star Wars. And I think it's, you know, uh, when you see folks like Wedge Antilles and I'm Your Mother or mm -hmm. Boba Fett in, in volume one, it's, you know, again, that comes very organically out of like the journeys of of sort of the main characters um, right. in, in this new story. So but yeah. just, just to tie that up, though, because I, I do think it's important to say the things we actually look for when we're engaging with, uh, these studios ends up being, you could strip the Star Wars out of it. What is the human story that you mm. have? say you know luke is a kid from a small town that dreams bigger and dreams that they have a destiny and a purpose and has to find it and get get out um what were those things like i am your mother is definitely a story about a about a, 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 an immigrant family trying to you know adapt to the new culture and then accepting some of the beauty of the roots that 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 um they had and that reunites the mother-daughter relationship that's what we looked for. The Star Wars, then our goal is to help them express that through Star Wars. Yeah, simplifying it and making it very, very focused on, on those core human values. Guys, I have tons more questions I could ask you, but that is my time. Um, I just want to thank you so much, though, for taking the time to answer a few questions. And not only that, bringing this to life. This this means so much to me to see, you know, Star Wars fandom can be a little uh, uh, possessive and, and precious with what is Star Wars and not really thinking about what Star Wars can be. And I really do believe Star Wars Visions embraces what Star Wars can be outside of the canon. So thank you so much. I hope we get a volume three and I hope we see a Canadian studio. Yes, there's a great there's would a be lot of animation. There. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, have a great thank rest you of your day. Thank Thanks. And we are back. Uh, fantastic interview, Justin. Uh, really good stuff. I loved, you know, I think I had the chance to actually see all three of these wonderful folks at yeah. Star Wars Celebration last month in London. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was, it was, it, it's, it, you can tell, you could just see 
you know, not only how passionate they are about Star Wars, but specifically Star Wars animation and and this project uh, of Star Wars Visions. I think you know, hearing hearing your words of sort of affection towards the project, and then hearing sort of just how much they were like so happy to hear that it was really lovely. And I I loved hearing the fact that uh, you know the passion for animation at Lucasfilm goes all the way up to Kathleen Kennedy. I think yeah. that's super cool. That's rad to hear. I think you know I think a lot of people sort of think of her as more the movie side of things. And that's kind of what sort of, I think her focus was uh, as a, you know, when she presented at star Wars celebration. So to hear that she is, uh, you know, down for some bad batch and down for some star Wars visions and clone wars and everything animated is, is fantastic. Well, I think an ongoing conversation between all of us throughout the entire time we've been talking about star Wars is their commitment to animation. And I think very much this, you know, confirms that they are committed to animation. Animation means a lot to Lucasfilm and in the stories that they can tell within Star Wars and how they can do that. I think the sky's the limit. And I think they've they've elevated it. We've talked about it in Bad Batch, season one and season two. We talked about it in Tales of the Jedi. Animation, it's in Lucasfilm's DNA. They're committed to it. Like you said, to hear their passion, it's very reassuring. It means that we will get more stories uh, of animation in the future. And I mean, we've, you know, we're not going to necessarily, you know, give anything in terms of a review for the series here. Uh, We will have our review out uh, May 3rd uh, for for you to listen to. Um, But Jackie mentioning that Cartoon Saloon and Aardman Studios were the easiest choices. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the 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 wonderful director of the short from Aardman, she was on stage. She was absolutely phenomenal. And, and when we got to see I Am Your Mother early, mm-hmm. um, it was just so lovely to see her. And, and you know, all the different animators were in the crowd with us and, the, the you know, their, their families. And I think I mentioned this in our Star Wars Celebration recap, but it, it was just it's so heartwarming to see again. And, and I said it then, I'll say it now, is the, the they absolutely mastered taking something so huge as Star Wars and making it feel so small and so sort of like a community, um, while at the same time making it feel global with all these different animation uh, studios. And I think the thing that probably just like I think that really solidified that these are the right people to be working on this stuff is when I think it was I think it was James that sort of rounded out one of uh, one of some one of the answers of saying you could strip the Star Wars out of it. What is the story that they're trying to say? Yeah, no. And then as producers, they help them add the Star Wars back in. Beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I love that. I got chills when he said that because I, I, I think that's very much what we're looking for when it comes to new Star Wars stories. For sure, it's it's humanizing it, right? It's not getting mm-hmm. lost in the the sci-fi fantasy, you know, a galaxy far, far away. Right, the rules. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the force. It's, this is how the force works. That's not exactly. how the force works. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's not getting bogged down by that. It's it's right. telling stories that revolve around family, good, evil, the themes that are you know inherently tied to Star Wars but really simplifying it and humanizing it and focusing on it. And I think that really does show that, like you said, that the, the right people are behind this. The, the right vision has been Ooh. put into, into bringing this, this, this series of, of shorts to life. So yeah, I, I had so many more questions. Uh, <laughs> you, to... you showed me you had like a massive <laughs> list of questions. <laughs> I did. And I, I guess the, the one thing that was really refreshing, I, I, I mentioned, I could talk to them for probably an hour or a half hour about this uh, 
new volume and, and the past volume as well just the intent behind the the stories but it, it was great because like jackie and josh kind of rounded out some of the details of how you know working with the studios to create these these effects and talking about some of the animation that they're excited to see uh those were some of the like lingering questions that i had that they were able to still mention and i think people are in for an absolute treat with volume two and the level of of storytelling and animation that is used here to tell new stories it's it's absolutely phenomenal well you know you mentioned uh at the end of your interview just mentioning give a quick shout out to the canadian animation studios out there um i think you know i was looking up i was looking up some different works by different canadian animation studios and there's a, an animation studio called bardell out of vancouver mm -hmm. uh and they do some animation for rick and morty they do animation for teen titans go uh the dragon prince on netflix yep um atomic cartoons also out of vancouver um animation they did work on hilda on netflix uh, which is a gorgeous, beautifully animated, um, you know, little little sort of series on there. Uh, I think there's a movie as well. But honestly, a Star Wars story told in any of those styles from any of those teams, uh, I think would be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I honestly think it's going to be a hit again, like like Volume One was. I, I think we we'll, we will see some news. I'm, I'm my fingers are crossed for Volume Three. I really hope we get it. The one question I do wish I did ask them was which of the volume two were their favorites and the ones that they're mm. excited for. So if they're listening, they can always write in and let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or they can hit us up on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. I'm plugging our social early <laughs> um, because I'd love to hear from them. That was the one question. I was so tempted to actually reach back out through our rep and be like, can I just yeah. ask like one more question? Yeah. Just complete the interview. But I, I held back. I didn't do it. Um, but it was such a great conversation. And I really appreciated the opportunity to chat with them and thank them for bringing Star Wars visions to life. Because I, I really do believe that this is a series that celebrates the diversity of storytelling through animation. And it's something that so many people connect with uh, because of the Star Wars, because of the cultural aspects. So, yeah. What a great interview. A huge thanks again to our guests, James Waugh, Jackie Lopez, and Josh Rhymes. And a huge thanks to Walt Disney Studios Canada for making it happen. It means a lot. Well, you know, we, you didn't get a chance to ask them this time around. We're putting it out into the galaxy. I've got Let's a vision. It. I think Star Wars Visions Volume 3 is going to be a thing. Um, but if you want to know, you know, what our favorite episode of Star Wars Visions Volume 2 was... Uh, then again, you can tune into our review. Uh, we're going to have that out May 3rd, uh, the day before May the 4th. Be with you. Um, but that is it. We hope you enjoyed this special Behind the Geeks episode. Uh, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Uh, and keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, games, uh, including our recent spoiler-free reviews for the Super Mario Bros. movie, Dungeons & Dragons. We've got some great other interviews as well, like our interview with with Aisha Tyler or our interview with Alyssa Waponatuk who plays Tiger Lily in Peter Pan and Wendy. All those are available to listen to on your podcast service of choice or you can watch them on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Listen, with this being the week of May the 4th, we're going to have some May the 4th uh, TikToks uh, specifically from some of our other interviews from all folks across the entirety of Star Wars. So definitely check those out on our TikTok at We Are Geek Centric on TikTok. Uh, and, and coming soon, uh, you know, we're talking about volume uh, two, Star Wars Visions volume two, but I'm going to just turn that dial up just by one. 
can't believe we'll you got it up, again. We'll end up at Star Wars, or sorry, Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, we've got our coverage for that coming, our review out tomorrow, and our interviews are out on May 5th. So we've got a chance to interview a couple of folks from that. Uh, I won't say who it is. We've got a chance to, to interview a couple of folks, so you'll definitely have to subscribe here, subscribe on YouTube to be able to find out, uh, and uh, leave us a five-star review if you don't mind. You know, those reviews go a really long way for us. Um, anytime you can just sort of give us any sort of uh, positive feedback and, and, and sort of recommend us, you know, go on to your... Go on to find all your family members who haven't watched Star Wars Visions yet. Force them to watch Star Wars Visions Volume 1 and 2. And then go on their phone and click subscribe on our podcast. Uh, they won't, you know, they won't mind. I'm sure they won't mind if they even know what the podcast app even is. Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this special Behind the Geeks episode with the executive producers from Star Wars Visions Volume 2. And as we say, love ya. Peace. <laughs>